Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I want to jump in and do this video here. I did it last year. It uh, worked really well. And a lot of you guys asked me questions around sort of one-to-one -one battles. And do I pick this guy or this guy? So... Obviously, there's plenty you can do here. You can go for none of them. You can go for one or you can go for both. And a lot of the times in you know the mids and the edges, the halves even sometimes, you can pick a couple of these guys. They could be in your starting team. They could be you know one in the starting, one on the bench. Uh, obviously, you do have cover and, you, and you're in some positions. You're looking for multiple good scorers at a similar price. And a lot of times it is usually the mid-rangers at the moment. There aren't a heap of cashies at the moment. So we will get some. And what you're looking at with the cash cows guys is somewhere between that sort of five to six range, most likely this year, potentially seven, if you want to get a cup, another gun likely in your side, or you want to go for sort of a close to 600K guy uh, instead of like a 450 or, or 470 kind of thing in, in there as well. And we are going to have a quick look at Tain Tour Piggy guys, likely to get three games. We have Jordan Rappiner as well, who's going to be um, you know playing fullback and likely to get that in round one. So we'll touch on him and I'm going to compare him to Bailey Simonson in this one, just because they're a similar price in the wing fullback position as well. We're going to go Tavia Totola up against Terrell May. We're going to go Lucas up against Sean Lane. We're going to go Elliot up against Cotter. All the guys that are very similar prices in, in, the, in the same position. Robson versus Jerry Marshall King. We've got Penasini up against Aiken. And then you've got Drew Hutchison up against Kyle Flanagan. Before we do that, guys, this is going to come out on Saturday. I think this is Friday today. Rubbly Guru, 9.86k subscribers. Myself, 9.82. So please, let's do our best to try and beat Guru to 10k just for a bit of a little bit of competition from you guys in there over the next sort of I'd say week or so. I reckon we can get there. And uh, yeah, he's kind of just just pulled ahead at the moment. Obviously, a much bigger account uh, across all socials with sixty odd thousand um, Instagram followers. But uh, yeah, it'd be nice to, to sneak to ten k. A big thanks to all you guys for watching all these videos. You are absolute legends, and this preseason has been hectic, and I cannot wait to get started with the actual season finally. And also, guys, I'm getting Maddie Thompson, who won our private group into go through a checklist for all these players. So in this one, I'm just going to specifically go through the comparison between the two players and, and potentially sort of the upside compared to the downside and, and the risk associated uh, with going for one, with going for both and the like. And then Maddie's going to jump in 
either on Sunday or Monday, and we're going to go through a checklist for each player, exactly what you're looking for, sort of the four to five things that we're looking for, and if you, how many of them we can tick, and uh, get his opinion on them, given he came 60-something, I believe. I'll ch- we'll check with him on the day uh, last year, which is going to be super fun. Let's start with Taintor Piggy, guys, at 388K. He is one of those men that is looking to get probably three weeks in this starting side. With Chance, and now looks like he's going to be looking for a round four return, which means it's more of a, a moderate-grade strain. And we know Tulpiki can score fairly well because you filter it here by minutes. Obviously, he had one off the interchange, but he has a 33 and a half average there with no tries and one try assist for the Waz there. And, you know, break even at 28. That's already five points of value. The main issue, guys, is obviously the three games. So if you think it could be more for Chance as well, then you could probably look at maybe a fourth or fifth game. But it, it is the Sharks, the Storm, obviously Canberra, a slightly easier one. But then the Knights and the Bunnies anyway, if he wants to get sort of four or five games. And and three games is very hard to make a lot of cash, guys, at this price at 388, unless he's sort of going 45 plus. So if you do want him to be a guy that you can hold for the first sort of three or four weeks, maybe, uh, and then move him on to like a Campbell or something like that, I can see the appeal in that. I just wanted to go through him there because um, he's, he's someone that a few people have asked me about, that's for sure. But uh, at the price... It's awkward at 388, but we know that he's got consistency. And if he was to score some tries, um, obviously get you know good tackle breaks and, and the odd offload like he had in those games, which is where his bread was buttered with the good um, meters gained, 148 out of his four games being the low there for him. So that's where we want to look at. That's what we want to look at with Tane. It's just a bit of a risk, obviously, at the price and his ability to make quick cash compared to someone at 250 coming in and hitting sort of 40s, they can make close to 100K. At 388, you're more around that 50 to 60 mark at a 40 average. All right, Geordie wraps up against Simonson there. So with Geordie, guys, there's a very high chance that he actually moves back to the wing as well. So there's definitely some risk in that with him. If you're looking at positional-wise, the fullback games for him, we'll go over 50 minutes. For those ones, he's a 50.8 average across his career. That's a couple of games in 2014-15, but... Some big games in there in 21 with a 95, 102, bunch of 40s and 50s, and yeah, also an 84 at the back end of last year with a 53 and a 47. So, and just to note that obviously, obviously they're at the back end of the year, so yeah, a bit, a few more, um, a few more points in these ones. They did get pumped against the Storm there, and that's where the low score came from, Geordie Rapp. So we know with him he can have some upside. He can definitely have some downside as well. So it's he's very a boom or bust type of pick, whereas someone like Simonson. He looks like he's got that spot locked down and, and it's looking likely that it's going to be a bit more of a consistent scorer than that of Raps. And you know, with Raps, good chance of moving back to the wing. We know overall he can score pretty well, but those scores last year don't spell a lot of excitement with a 50 being his high in that f- well, for the year. Uh, yep, for the year. And uh, you know, 47 in there amongst some 13s, some 19s, 21s and the like. So with the risk that he could go back to the wing there in a team that's probably not super ideal, the runway of, of games isn't crazy for them. But I think I'd personally take Simonson just because of the center slash wing, wing fullback duel. Obviously, yeah, I just wanted to talk about wraps and I thought they were a good comparison. I really like Bailey. I know some people don't and that's okay. But for him, guys, there, if you um, take out that, obviously, that 43-minute game, then he's up at a 39. Price at 34 gives him, you know, five points of value just at that and uh, can cover a few positions for you with the Penrith game being the worry. 
Obviously, in round two, we're likely going to have to cover for Keeney in that one. But outside of that, yeah, you've got Canberra, Tigers, Bulldogs, and Manly in that. I think overall, Simonson is a guy that we can hold all the way through to 13 as well, given the uh, the center position is not one we're too excited about. So Simonson, for me, over wraps in that one. And yeah, guys, if you haven't uh, thought about joining the private group yet, you've got less than a week now to sign up for it. I'm going to kind of close it off by... Saturday, I think I'm going to give it to Saturday morning at at worst. There, um, not going to fill up all our numbers, but uh, yeah, I do appreciate anyone who does decide to jump in. We'll drop those prizes just a tiny bit to cater for the less people. But um, any questions, just DM me, guys, and all the all the information is in the description there as well. Let's go to Tola up against Terrell May. So, to Tola, obviously a buy in round seven. If you are pairing him with Murray, that's probably the only slight worry. But I think with Tola. If he's done well for the six games, if you do decide you need to remove one of them, then he could be the guy, uh, or Murray as well. Either way, can, can be completely fine. I also think that we're going to have enough mids likely to, to cover those um, that buy there. And if, if you don't, I said you can move him on anyway. But with him, you're obviously looking at some some good scoring uh, across sort of 2022 with with decent minutes there, over 40. You're looking at you know 49 average. So he has the ability to go all the way up to that which is massive, and that's in 50 minutes. Big news here is on um, Pete Marmazellis likely to get that 14 roll. So if that was the case, then it's happy days for him. Even when he played 50 minutes last year, it was a 42. So, you know, seven points of value. Very, very simple with him. He has the spot in hand. He just doesn't have the boom upside. You're expecting sort of 40s from him. And, you know, seven, eight, nine points of value potentially. Be hard to get him back to the 2022 numbers. And... Really, if you're comparing him to, to Terrell May, Terrell May has the massive upside, right? But has more risk. So that's the easiest thing to compare them with. Upside and risk for Terrell May and consistency for, for Totola. But Terrell is someone that could definitely come out and absolutely brain it, right? And you know, ha- have the 50s type of games <clears throat> in the in the sort of 40-odd minutes that he can get, sometimes up to 50. You know, he may play big minutes in round one with Hargraves out. And if he does and, and plays well, I think he can keep that role. And I think people will be looking to get him in the, in their side because he could be able to score close to a 50. Whereas I think um, yeah, Totola is more likely to score in the low 40s, but make you some money where Terrell could be right on this sort of 36 break even, or he could be up at closer to the 50 mark. So a little bit more boom or bust and doesn't have a buy as well all the way through until round 14. So you could hold him all the way through that if he... Yeah, he seems very durable as well. Um, so you could hold him all the way through to that. So yeah, boom and bust for those two is how I look at them. Dylan Lucas and Sean Lane, guys. So with Lucas, we've obviously seen him come out and absolutely dominate in the games that he has played in the second row, averaging 53, giving him you know a higher ceiling in a shorter span of games, obviously, than that of Sean Lane. So I think he's more of the boom play. Compared to that of Sean Lane, the position worry is is for him as well. And yeah, the two guys are loving this since the back end of last year, Dylan Lucas and Terrell May, both have positional risks and minutes risks. So yeah, even if Lucas was to be starting, he, there's a chance that he plays lower minutes. There's obviously a chance that Lane or Cartwright could play lower minutes as well with um, with Kamatulangi in there. Potentially taking some um, you know, some minutes off one of those guys, so that's you know there to note as well. We'll have to see how well Lucas plays and if Kaipi's Paul injury kind of flares up or something like that in the trial this week. So have a look at those two. But Lucas has the bigger upside in my opinion. I think he can be a fifty average guy pretty comfortably. Whereas Lane, someone I obviously haven't been super high on across the 
across the preseason, you look at 2022 and it was absolute gold, right? 52.6 over the whole season. That's the best that he can play. In my opinion, 35.7 last year, you take those minutes up to over, we'll go be generous and go over 60 and it's a 40. So if he does exactly what he did last year in 78.3 minutes, he loses money. So I think there's some risk on Lane uh, in his ability to come out and absolutely dominate, but he did have three separate ridiculous injuries. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Last season, which absolutely cooked um, his ability to come out and score well, right? What we will say, though, is from 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10 rounds, he was only able to have one good game at 60 and just had one game at the end. So he did have a stretch of games. It wasn't like, you know, one or two and then out. He had five in a row there, which um, yeah, which shows that there is some worry on him actually making money. Whereas Lucas, you know, if he gets a spot, he's going to make money, but how long is he going to have the spot for? So yeah, it's a boom and bust potential for both of those guys as well. There's been so much contention on my Adam Elliott love for this preseason, which is funny in my opinion. Let's just go to... You can, you can plug this in as you, as you please, right? So season 2023, he was injured for a lot of it. You know, everyone's super high on, on Sean Lane coming off um, coming off all these injuries. And Adam Elliott had you know, terrible injuries at last season. He came back too early in round one and that cooked him all the way through to here and then came back, played some good minutes, had you know a couple of games where he was, um, yeah, had some lower minutes and the like there as well. But you're averaging 58 minutes there anytime he got over 40, which was majority of the games, right? And I'm expecting, expecting him to be at that 60 to 65. In this pack, that's going to include likely a bench edge, likely a Jaden Braley or some cover like in a cogger or something like that in the 14. And then you've got the middles in Saifidis that are 40 to 45 guys. Leo Thompson should be around the 50 mark. And... Yeah, I just expect Elliot to be the, the big minute guy and we've seen him. That's 23 and he had all the injuries. So it's three points of value at minimum. And then you've got in um, you know, over 40 minutes again, he played 55 minutes for a 48.8. So that's almost seven points of value. You up that to a 50 minutes and he's 53.6, which is over 10 points of value in 2022. And then he's a 48 at 63 minutes playing not fit at all. So six points of value not playing fit with the minutes that I'm expecting him to get. You know, he got a 27 in there. He had a game where he got 33 with 12 missed tackles. It's pretty disgusting. So outside of that, there's a lot of 50s and 60s. I think he's anywhere between a, a 35 scorer to a 60s scorer, in my opinion. You've seen a bunch of games like that when he's fit and doing well. Um, so I think, you know, if I can cop a lower score one week if he's going to get 60 the next week. And, you know, that rounds him out to close to that 50 mark. He'll be more volatile, I think. But we've also seen Cotter to be pretty volatile as well. And and people will say that, uh, you know, Cotter should have a bounce back season. But you look at 2023 for him, 
That's in 54 minutes, he got that 42.6. So if we were to go up as well on him, these guys, there's less sort of contention, I think, for um, yeah, the, the boom and bust for these two. I think they're very, very similar, and I'm looking to try and get both in my side. The main worry is, well, we should go back to sort of to Tola and, and May. I've been playing with them both in my team, and then potentially one of, of Cotter or, or Elliot. And I definitely think that that is possible, to have those three mids, a Murray and then Sam Hughes or something like that. I think it's hard to get all four. And I think it's also fine to have like one of Cotter or Elliot and then one of Totola or, or Terrell May as well. So that's the thing here. Cotter and Elliot, I feel very are very, very similar in, in terms of they're going to get deep, they're going to get really good minutes at that. 46 for him in 58 minutes. So how many more minutes do you expect Cotter to play is, is more the question mark given you know, they're going to ha- likely have a full forward bench. Very, very different to that. Of um of the knights, you know, full forward bench meaning if uh, Finnefiriaki isn't going to be there, McIntyre is going to be a bench middle as well. That um if that's the way they play it with Granville and the like, then they're going to have plenty of guys to to cover minutes. And I don't expect Cotter to be getting well over sixty minutes. Let's just say he did get over the fifty minutes last year. At, that was a sixty, and let's expect that it's a forty-eight point six and and five and a half points of value, which is which is cool. Um, and obviously, twenty twenty-two is what you want to look at over fifty minutes. He was a fifty-four point five, so that's sixty minutes as well. And, and again, they're very very similar options. And it's just more. Do you think that I think Elliot's a sixty to sixty-five minute guy? I think Cod is closer to the sixty mark. I don't see the captaincy doing too much to him. Um, Good thing with Cotter, obviously, is you get him all the way to round 13. Good thing with Elliot is you get him all the way through to round 16, given he'll have the buy-in 12, which is fine. You'll have one or two knights, use him as a looper. And then in round 13, you get that game from him. He's unlikely to be in origin. So you get all the way to 16 with him, and then you just sell at that at that point, which is going to be cool, really, if you want to. Um, you don't have to as well. If he's sort of averaging 50, we can hold through the 16 buy, get him for 17, 19, 20, and they have a buy in 21. So he's someone, Elliot, that if it goes exactly how I, I expect it to go, he's, you can hold him for a long time, whereas Cotter, you're selling him in 13. So again, both great options. I like both of them. Let's go to Robbo, guys, up against Marshall King. So the big difference, obviously, is the buy in round three. Marshall King at 650, 10K cheaper, has the ability to step up again. So last year when he played good minutes and he was fit, obviously it's a 51.3. So that's four points of value straight up from that. He's usually a little bit more consistent than that of Robson and that's um, you know, a big draw card. And a lot of these games here through the back end, he was playing injured as well. So you could look at that and go, yeah, potential for a little bit more on the fantasy scoring. He did have a lot of try assists though. So you know, does that does that play against him as well? Whereas Robson has some boom games in him. The Cowboys were pretty poor last year. They have, they have a new defensive structure, a new attacking structure as well. So there's a lot going on for the Cows there. And I definitely think he's a guy that you could look to, to slot into your side. And you know, potentially have some value on his 2022 scoring where he had a 54.8 with a bunch of tries through that middle period. But still not many on the try assist side. Whereas last year it was very very similar again, but you know 0.1 try try rate, a 0.1 try assist rate as well, um, and a ridiculous 3.5 missed tackle rate, which in 2022 was down at 2.2. So if you if you improve a little bit on on those stats, you had a 0.3 try assist, a 0.3 tries in a better team. If you expect them to be a bit better this year, the cows, then he could be a 50s guy as well, and I. I I really think Robson is a solid option. Obviously, you get to hold him. If he doesn't make origin, he's all the way through to 16 as well before you would sell him there with the 16 and 19 buy. So that is 
those two very similar options and just personal preference i think on that one let's go will Penasini up against aiken and again the big thing here up against a dolphins player who has a buy in round three so that's something to note obviously for for aiken there he has the better scoring and he has keeper level scoring if that was to be the case for him in that second row over 70 minutes which is what we've seen over his career of 52.6 whereas Penasini, obviously playing in the centers he doesn't have that jewel but for him they're a little bit more expensive obviously at 582 and he doesn't have that ridiculous upside so for his career for uh for his center position then he's all the way up at a 40 i think yeah for the career and obviously last year was a 42 but he's 46 with with moses and they have a nice buy schedule as well uh having that buy in round 9 10 11 12 13 yep yeah, buy in round 9 plays round 13 whereas aiken there um, well, you get him all the way through, which is wild, actually. So they have a really cool one. Um, round 14 is their first buy, so you get him for 13, which is cool, which you get the same for Penasini. But obviously, the buy in round three can be hurtful for your centers there for sure. So I think if he's named there in round one, it looks like he's going to play massive minutes, then he is the slightly better option given he has keeper level scores. I wouldn't push you away from going both either if you can find a lot more value at, at cheaper prices as well elsewhere. And yeah, you're not sure on Heinz and the like there. But um, yeah, both really, really cool options, that's for sure. And then go Hutchin and Flano. So a few people have both. And the reason why you would have both if you are against where Jamal Fogarty is at at the moment, I personally am going to hold on to Fogs at this stage. It looks like he's fine. And yeah, they're wrapping up. He's wrapping up Tarpany in Cottonwool. He's got Fogs in there. There's a few other guys. Um, you know, Rappin is not playing this game, even though he's considered to be the fullback in round one. So Stewart is interesting, and uh, yeah, I think Foggs will be fine. He's so important for that side just to make sure that he's good, and looks like he's letting the boys fight it out for that sixth spot. But Hacho and Flanagan there, if you weren't to go with Foggs, then looks like Hacho is a good chance of being your, your second halfback after Cleary, and then you could have a Flanagan or a Weeks as cover, and I think it's okay. I do feel like for my team, I'm going to avoid that strategy and just lock in Hutchison. But if you wanted to go both, I think that's completely fine. And when we're comparing Hutcho to Flanagan, he has way more upside in Hutchison than what Flanagan does. You can see here the halfback games in his career. He has a 46.2 average. You take out that 100 and it's obviously down closer to the sort of high 30s mark, 37, I think. If you take out that 102, would be my general guess there with a couple of 28, 26s. Kick meters are all fairly low as well. I expect it to be a little tad over 200. And um, yeah, tackle numbers are always big. 26 tackles for 2.7 misses there. So yeah, if he was to get a 37 or 38 with the odd boom game in there, then he can be a low 40s kind of 40 guy, which is 11 points of value. Whereas Flanagan, you're looking at probably five to seven points of value, no real boom upside. And that's why I'd be looking at Hacho at 51K more expensive than that of Flanagan. Um, even though, yeah, even though it's more expensive, I think it's going to be better. But I'm completely fine with you doing both. There is also a chance, though, that Flanagan goes low 20s, averages 25 or something for the, for the first part of the season, and you make no money on that, where it's very, very hard to see Hacho not almost getting those points just in tackles, so low 20s, and then any sort of running and kicking stats, tries, tries from there on top as gravy to make us some money. And a very safe sort of player in your 17 rather than Flanagan, which you're like, you're probably trying to loop each and every week, to be honest there. 
that is for sure. But um, yeah, I really appreciate you guys coming along for this video, guys. Obviously, check out the socials as well. I'm still slowly getting better at posting on on uh, on Instagram and uh, TikTok, NRL Cricket Analysis, all in one word there. And uh, yeah, come in, have a look at the private group. Uh, any questions, just DM me. Uh, it's going to be a super fun ride. And wait for that um, checklist video with Maddie T in a couple of days as well and enjoy those trials obviously uh tonight because it will come out saturday morning um yeah look for all these things tonight when you're when you're making a decision i think that's going to be very helpful for you and we will catch you guys in the next videos acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.